This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Performing the Star-Spangled Banner, please welcome Astros catcher Luke Berryhill. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the Houston proud and Houston strong. Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Astroline. The official preseason show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. How about the Astros? Live from West Palm Beach, Florida. Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Starts now. Who's ready for Astro Line? Yes. How you doing, everybody? We're at Duffy's Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, we're off Clamata Street, and we're here for the third of four shows downtown spring training. The Astros winning this afternoon. Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Sparks, one of the Astros radio broadcasters. Uh, pleased to be joined by Michael Coffin, longtime Radio voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks. Long time. Sparky, how are you, sir? You're older than dirt. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> you are late. You are supposed to do the game with me today. I, I kinda, I'm, I'm glad Gerald Pinchett did a tremendous job. Gerald, Gerald Sanchez, Sanchez yeah. with uh, our AAA affiliate That's in right. Sugarland did a great job. And, and, and you went solo for the last three innings. Did you have to towel off? I mean, how, how do you bounce back and then have to do a show tonight? I That's, just took a shower. Okay. That's all nice. I do. Okay. Hey, it's great, man. Coming off a World Series championship, uh, we've got a couple of uh, a ballers here with us today. We're really lucky to have a couple of guys on the World Series team, a couple of heroes, really, in Chaz McCormick and David Hensley. And you knew those guys back when. You knew them back when. I knew them back when. I know them now. And uh, it's, it's been a wonderful treat to watch them develop over the years and, and getting to see them on the big screen and, and uh, do what they did last year in the postseason was just an absolute thrill and looking forward to chatting with those guys today. I always try to keep uh, in touch with so who's in, in double A, who's yeah. in single A, go to the backfield yeah. in spring training. And I remember some of the highlights of Chaz uh, with, the, with the hooks. A little prelude to some of those highlights, huh? So do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember some of the stuff that, that Chaz Tulsa was doing? Tulsa stands out specifically out right as well field. in right field. Yeah, with a, with a short wall there as well. Tell us what happened. So that's the highlight that I remember yeah, seeing. Yeah, so he's going back on a ball in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and beautiful ballpark there at One Oak Field. It's right down the line. Chaz can probably break it down better than I can, but uh, makes an over-the-shoulder catch as he tumbles over this four-foot wall, then spills into the bullpen and somehow you know, emerges with the baseball. It was nuts. It, it uh, was all over. It went, it went viral, if I'm saying that word correctly. 
And it was uh, it was awesome. It, it was great. And and to see do what he did at Citizens Bank Ballpark uh, is just one example in a big league uniform. is uh, was a tremendous honor for me to be able to to see that at Double A and obviously in the big league. So and, and specifically for Corpus Christi, the Double A club of the Astros, we had 14 former hooks that were on the World Series roster this year. Uh, a, a number of guys on the coaching staff, and it's just thrilling for for us as a front office and for our fans in Corpus Christi to watch all this growth and see it pay off in the big leagues for a for a, a World Series title or two. You know, as broadcasters, we get pretty close with the coaches because we do a lot of interviews. We're with them and around them quite a bit. And you in particular, uh, I know with Rodney Linares yep. and, and Omar Lopez. Omar yep. Lopez, you've gotten real close to because you interview him practically every day for your pregame. Well, I try to. They blow me off regularly. But I, I would try to. And, uh, no, uh, great guys. And uh, to see them facing off in the World Baseball Classic uh, That's it. is really cool. Really it cool. is. So yeah. Omar is the manager for Team Venezuela. If you're not familiar, Omar Lopez is the first base coach for the Astros for the last few years. Does a phenomenal job, but very popular, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, has a lot of respect around the league, around uh, the clubhouse for the Astros. And uh, it's fun to see him. I would imagine for you in particular to, to see how much he's kind of grown into this job. Well, you know, he's paid his dues, and, and, and he's worked in the organization for a very long time, just a, a baseball lifer and a grinder. And it's, it's great when uh, he can go out there and showcase what he, what he can do on the big league level, on the big league stage, you know, whether it's representing the Astros at the All-Star Game at the World Series or now at the World Baseball Classic. It's, it's, a, it's a thrill. I want to ask you about our, our two guests today with Chaz McCormick and David Hensley. Now, you get Altuve to come through Corpus Christi. I would imagine you know, all right, man, this guy's, this guy's something. He'll probably be a really good major league player. And I know going through the minor leagues, I was in the minor leagues 10 years there were some guys that I knew weren't going to be here long, and they were going to be long-time major leaguers. Sure. George Springer goes through there. Carlos Correa goes through Corpus Christi. You know they're going to be stars, and they're going to blow you off later, right? <laughs> well, but, I mean, but, but, but tell me about Chaz and David. I mean, they're grinders they, in, in they my are. mind. I mean, they're great players, but grinders <laughs> that do the little things, uh, and that's why they're, they're on the team. I, I agree, but you, you look at, at what they did at AA specifically for Chaz and, and for David uh, you, you could tell. You could tell these guys were going to go out there and, and, and be big leaguers and succeed at the, at, the, at the biggest level just because of the work that they put in and obviously the results they had on the field. It translated number-wise as well. Uh, but, but to impact players for the hooks, uh, team leaders, and uh, it's, you know, it was a lot of fun to watch those guys. It's a fun time of year. Uh, there's a lot of players that to, to get to come to spring training camp and, and get ready for a season. Some guys are fighting for jobs. Uh, but it's relaxing. You come to Florida, uh, the games early on don't mean a whole lot. But now the cuts are coming. You know, some guys are, are getting reassigned to the minor league camp or option or whatever. So it's a little nerve-wracking this time. But the first few weeks, man, this is Shangri-La. I, I bet so. I bet that certainly is the experience. And, and now you're starting to get in that stage where uh, guys that are going to be in the big leagues for the year, they're going to they're have their outings expand a little bit, play more innings or, or have more pitches. And and that's also the fun thing to watch out for at the stage of spring training. You can kind of see more of a sample size and, and maybe more of an indicator of what a guy's going to be able to do in the regular season. And certainly we hope that's true, especially, you know, take Hunter Brown, for exa example, today had a great ball game. I saw he had a great game. game. Three yeah. shutout innings. He was fantastic. Nine of ten, so. Hey, see your 2022 world champions in action all year long and become an Astros season ticket holder. Catch all the action and enjoy exclusive benefits by visiting astros.com slash season tickets today. I'm Steve Sparks. I'm here with Michael Coffin. Next segment, we'll have Chaz McCormick. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit Astros.com spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. Your Houston Astros are World Series champions. The Houston Astros do it again. 
2022 World Series champion. And now they look to end the 2023 season the same way. Become an Astros season ticket holder now to catch all the action as the Astros go for the repeat. Get access to every game, including opening day and postseason. And it's madness in our house again. Plus, enjoy exclusive benefits only offered to season ticket holders. Witness the golden era of Astros baseball. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets today. Gear up for 2023 at the Astros team stores. Shop the latest hats, shirts, jerseys, and commemorative items, including world champions gear today. Visit Astros.com slash team store for store hours and information. Two outs for Chaz McCormick. McCormick is two for six with a homer in the ALCS. Tell you what, McCormick is extremely dangerous right now because of the dimensions of this ballpark. McCormick has hit 15 homers all year between the playoffs and regular season. 11 of them have gone to right field, and it's short here there. Long set by Cole, now the 1-1. And McCormick drives this one to right field. Judge is going back at the wall, and it hits off the top of the wall and is gone. A two-run home run for Chaz McCormick. And the Astros lead it two to nothing. That ball looked like it hit the very top of the wall and then bounced on into the stands. Nine-hole lightning for the Astros, capitalizing on the error in center field. A stunned Yankee Stadium crowd as the Astros take the lead. 1-1. That's hit in the air pretty deep to right center. It sends back McCormick onto the warning track, leaps at the wall, and he makes the catch. By McCormick crashing into the 13 foot high wall and deep right center field. Two outs. Catch of his life for McCormick. Comes back to Philly, his hometown, and makes a wonderful catch against the wall, crashing as he makes it at the top of his leap. It's where the out of town scoreboard is embedded into that wall. And there's chain link fence in front of it, no padding, and that's where McCormick went full speed. Boy, you dream of a catch like that in the World Series, a game saver perhaps, and McCormick robs the Phillies. I don't think anybody will ever forget where they were when Chaz McCormick made that unbelievable catch in the World Series, will you? Yes, yes. Everybody back with Asherline here, the downtown chomp. West Palm Beach, we're at Duffy Sports Grill. And I would imagine Chaz is going to be talking about that play for the rest of his life. And it's so much better to be talking about a play like that than making a blunder and people talking about, hey, we lost the World Series because of this. That would be something I would do. But, man, you get a, you get a chance to, to be the hero of a World Series against uh, a team in your hometown for the rest of your life. Can you believe it? No, no, I can't. But I'm just happy I caught that ball. <laughs> happy we were able to win the World Series. Um, yeah, doing it in my hometown, it was something special. And even in the off season, got some strange looks from um, some Philly fans, but that's okay. So where did they recognize you, like in the grocery store, convenience store, out in public? So fans will, will notice, like, hey, there's the guy that ruined our hopes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. We used to like you. Yeah, exactly. They're... <laughs> They'd be like, we hate you, but congratulations. Um, but no, yeah, it was, I got some good recognition from that catch. And uh, again, I'm just, I'm just happy I caught it and we were able to win. Yep. Well, your twin brother, Jason, looks just like you. Yeah, yeah. Has he gotten any flack walking around town? Like, I can't believe you ruined my entire season, my entire yeah. year. Yeah, I think um, Jason gets called Chaz a lot this <laughs> offseason. <laughs> and, and he, re he really didn't like it at all. Um, but he, he probably did get some flack. Um, but, you know, they, most of the time they go up to him, like, are you Chas McCormick? He's like, no, I'm not. Get out of here. Let's talk about that first highlight we listened to coming out of the break, and that was that two-run homer yeah. off of Garrett Cole. Yeah. You guys were already up 2 nothing in yeah. that championship series, and Garrett Cole's on the mound. Yeah. Uh, for you to take him deep at that moment with two outs in the third inning, I think that – that took the air out of the entire stadium. I don't think they ever looked back. No, yeah, that was uh, that was big, especially with Javier on the on the mound. He's yeah. been he's been dealing all year. Um, I just I just thought it was funny because uh, Christian Vasquez hit a hit a pop up. Uh, they dropped it. Bader dropped it, and uh, Garrett Cole was like, "It's all right, I got you. I'm I'm gonna get this next out." And then Did you see him say that? I saw him say that. Yeah. Wow. wow. It, it fired me up. You know, I made sure before the game to get ready for a fastball. You know, he throws a 98-99, and uh, you know, he threw it low and away. Perfect spot for me to hit it. And obviously right field porch is, you know, where I love to hit it. So. Yep. Well, and, and, and you, you know, whether it's your home runs or, or that catch that we're talking about, 
How much time in the offseason do, do you kind of sit back and, and think about those plays? Do, do you kind of wake up one night when maybe you didn't make the catch in a cold sweat? What is what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, like? no, it honestly took me a couple weeks, you know, to kind of settle down, get over it. Um, you know, it was a lot. Obviously, uh, a couple days after we had the parade, and that was a blast. Um, but, you know, then Courtney and I had to move into our apartment, and, and it took us a couple weeks, you know. It took us a couple weeks to, to relax and be like, all right, well, it's over. Thank God we won. We did it. Um, but, but, no, I was sleeping good. I was sleeping really good after that. We're talking about your twin brother, Jason, and he got married this past offseason. They announced the groomsmen, and, and you did something to... That's to kind of mimic or recreate the, yeah. the catch, right? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's my... Take um, us through that. Yeah, it was my older brother. It wasn't my twin brother. Gotcha. My older brother, Sean. Um, yeah, we, we went out and, and we re- reenacted the Game 5 catch. <laughs> and it was in front of a bunch of Philly fans, so it was the coolest thing ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good to rub it in. Yeah, it? Yeah, it felt really good. Well, and, and specifically, you know, w- when the catch happened, uh, you know, Ryan Presley's trying to work on a, a five-out save. There's yeah. no margin for error. And it yeah, seemed yeah. like that was really the theme uh, for the entire, entire postseason, yeah. especially in, in the World Series. You got guys specifically coming out of that bullpen yeah. just doing a tremendous job. And I, I know it's a big lift for them to see you guys flash the leather behind them. Yeah, like we had um, – I mean, I, we won the World Series because they were pitching our defense. Um, and obviously when I made that catch, I knew we had one more out to go. I knew Bryce Harper was coming up the plate. I didn't want to get too excited. Um, but, yeah, our, our bullpen was lights out. All of our pitchers were lights out. And we yeah. had great defense. Sure. The, the Trey Mancini ground ball. And the eighth inning was huge as well. Yeah. So. Chaz, I, I met you about three years ago. It was in spring training, and I did a pregame interview with you before one of our broadcasts in spring training. And from then until now, it just seems like there's been a, a lot of maturation. And, and I can't even imagine being around Michael Brantley yeah. and, and some of these guys learning yep. what it means to be a major leaguer and, yeah. and, and how much discipline you need to be successful. Tell us about some of the guys in that locker room. No, yeah, I mean – yeah, it came a long way. 2018, 2019, I, I even had coaches like Omar and Snit, our big league coaches now, and, and, yeah. and they kind of, you know, I was always talented, you know, could play the game, but I didn't know the simple, the small, the little details, um, you know, with trying to win a World Series, trying to win a playoff, um, and just, you know, growing up with those coaches, and then, then you get to the locker room full of guys that have been in the big leagues for 10 years, you know, Michael Brantley, Bregman, Altuve, um, you know, those, those guys, you know, you have to be focused every day. They work hard. You have to work hard. And you have to be prepared every single day. And it's cool just to play in the minor leagues as well with, you know, the Alvarez and Tucker. You know, I watched those guys mm-hmm. move up in the system. They would move up. I would move up. Um, and just watch them, who they are now, um, is, is pretty special. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, it, this is a, a nice spring training. And the fact that, uh, you know, you're not as rushed, obviously, and, and uh, you know, with uh, the, the ramp up. How are you feeling this spring? It must be nice to kind of have more of a routine and kind of get your sea legs under you with a longer spring training here in West Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah, I feel, feel all right. Um, you know, still trying to get some things done um, offensively. But, you know, I, I feel pretty good. It, we, have a, we have a good amount of time in spring training. And, uh, you know, it's kind of weird, though, with some of these guys at the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. It seems like a younger clubhouse we have. Sure. Um, but, you know, even some of the younger guys like David Hensley, Corey Lee, you know, you watch them prepare and it's cool to watch them grow. Yeah. So at this stage in spring training, can you kind of give us an idea of some of the mental check boxes that you're going through about what you need to do to be ready come opening day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to be healthy, physically, mentally healthy. Um, and then uh, plate discipline, basically, offensively, you know, knowing the zone, you know, kind of leaving the sliders loading away out, you know, waiting for a pitch to drive. Um, and then obviously defensively, you know, that's how you win playoffs. That's, sure. that's how you win World Series. And, and, you know, defensively, you know, forgetting about the pass, you're, you're bad at bats, whatever. Um, you know, if you want to win a game, you've got to play defensively sound. And that's, you know, that's what the Astros are all about. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Gary Pettis, our outfield coach. Um, he, makes, he makes sure we're ready, you know, every single day. And, uh, but, you know, it started in the minor leagues. You know, we made a lot of good catches, double A, triple A. And, 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 you know, Jason Bell kind of kind of taught us a lot in the minor leagues, uh, you know, as an outfield group. So yeah. fundamentals coordinator. Chaz, one of the things that I've noticed, I and mean, when you kind of look back at, at some of the promotions in this organization, it's not just players, but it's Josh Miller and Bill Murphy, the pitching coaches, yeah. Jason Kanzler and Troy Snicker, yep. the hitting coaches. And we see all these guys kind of come up with you. How yeah. important is it, is it to have a Troy Snicker and the Jason Kanzler moving up with you that you're so familiar with. It's, it's huge. You know, it's just like moving up with Tucker, the players, Tucker Alvarez. Um, 
it's huge to have Snit and Omar Lopez and, and, and Kanzler move up with you. And, you know, you just feel comfortable around them. You yeah. know, you're always, uh, you're always ready to go. You feel comfortable with them. And um, even, even uh, the staff, you know, the trainers, uh, the strength coach, they do a good job of keeping us uh, prepared. And, and it's, uh, you know, you, you just you've, you, have, uh, you have something special with these guys. And, and the years go on, you just you feel comfortable with them and you, and you just want to work with them just like they want to work with you. Yep. Well, and it's, it's nice when you have, you know, young players like yourself who, who realize the success the club is having. They see the guys that are maybe moving on in their careers. Yeah. And, and you, you still see the culture. You still see the productivity on the field. Yeah. And it must be nice to the back of your mind to say, you know what, the process is here. Yeah. And, and this is this is how I know that I can get from, from A to B. No, no, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I thought getting drafted 17, you know, seeing them go on a run from 17 to 20, I knew it was going to take me a couple years to get to the big leagues. I thought maybe the window was closing by the time I got to the big leagues. But, you know, we just won a World Series last year. And it, and and even seeing, it's even seeing the stars we lose, Garrett Cole, Correa, Springer, you know, Verlander, um, and and seeing our develop our, our guys from the minor leagues just make an instant uh, impact in the big leagues, it's it's pretty cool to watch, and it, it gives a lot of credit to the the office and, and the and the guys that draft uh, our guys and the development they do in the minor leagues. Seems like the culture is about winning, yeah. You know, and it's pretty serious about getting your work done. But I think you're kind of goofy too, right? Yeah, I can be goofy. So you guys goofy. have fun. You guys rag each yeah, other, yeah, yeah. and it gets loud. You know, the reporters and people get out of there. And you guys have a good time. Yeah, don't you? yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be goofy in baseball. You have to, you yep. have to have fun, and, and you can't take anything that you know too seriously. Um, it's, too bo- it's boring. It's boring. Otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you play a game and then you're done, and you know you have to find a way to kind of take your mind off of baseball after the game because you don't want to think about it all night. Um, that's really that's a hard thing to do, you know, especially if you're not playing that well, whatever. Um, but you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta take a step back at times. And how, how have you uh, kind of adjusted yourself to that fact that, that you know this is a, a very tough job that I'm doing? I'm playing yeah. against the very best players in the world, and yeah. I'm not going to succeed all the time. And yeah. I, I realize that as you, in your career, as you move up, you're yeah. probably the best player on every team, and yeah, yeah. and being able to handle that adversity and, and realize that you know, regardless of what happened the night before, I got to go yeah. out and I got to produce. Yeah, no, it, honestly, it's it's really tough. Um, you know, even as a younger player. Um, yeah, it's more of just like the mental game at that point. Uh, you have to be, you know, you have to forget about things. I know my fiance thinks I'm lying, but, um, you know, you, you have to, uh, you have a bad game. You have to kind of put in the pass. And that's, that's the cool thing about baseball, that you're playing every, every single night. You're playing 160 games. Um, and you just, yeah, you got to kind of forget about those things. And your fiance, Courtney. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you guys uh, commenced the engagement. We did. Recently, right? Recently. Yeah. yeah. How'd you do it? Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. Is it a surprise? Um, you know, the ha- half the battle was, bring her to a ball was field, a surprise. <laughs> no, I was thinking about bringing her to a ball field. But, um, no, <laughs> she's been to a lot of ball fields. She, yeah, yeah. She was like, Chaz, don't, don't bring me to a ball field ever. Um, but no, we did it a couple months ago in January, and uh, I, I took her to uh, Cabo in Mexico. Um, you know, That's tough, right? It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. Um, obviously acting a little weird that day, a little nervous, um, but... Were you, were you more nervous being announced uh, in the World Series or, or, or proposing? I was to... more nervous proposing. How about that? That's, yeah. that's so But that's sweet. love. I love yeah, that. I, love, I love that girl. I love, that's great. Yeah, no, it was cool. We had a beachfront, you know, I had rose petals, candles. What? Rose petals. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty legit. <laughs> um, if you don't say so yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you know, thankfully she said yes. And, uh, were we you had... worried? Was I worried? Yeah. Nah, nah. I was worried when I proposed to my wife. Oh, you were? I was a little bit. I'd be worried for you. We were going on a trip. I had to get out of the way. I, I did it right before the trip. I'm like, look, honey, this is just not going to work out. <laughs> All right, Chaz, you tell a great story. and You, you mentioned how a good of an athlete he was growing up. Great basketball player, it sounds like. Uh, close to 1,000 points. Yeah, that's a you tough one. You told us the story. It's so funny. That's a tough one. Is it tough? You got to tell you, you tell it so well. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're so self-effacing anyway, but... Uh, tell us a story about being very close to a thousand points, which is a big deal. Yeah, uh, you were really close, four or five points away from a thousand points, and t- you take it from there. Yeah, um, you know we're playing a, a, a great valley um, on Saturday or on a Saturday, and uh, I'm, I'm three, three or four points away from a thousand points. So I'm kind of going in the game like this is easy. I'm averaging twenty points a game. Like this is this is cake. It's gonna be easy. Um, so I go into the game. All the fans are there. My friends signs. You know, just People everyone's ready for it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
pre-game. I'm, I'm, I'm telling that's in the in, uh, in school before the game. I'm like, I'm, I got this, guys. Like, this is easy. Show starts at 6:30. Yeah, guys. yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna get three points in the first quarter. So, anyways, um, we we play a really good team, and one of their best players plays for the Brooklyn Nets now. He just got traded uh, for the Kevin Durant from the Suns. His name's Mikel Bridges. Great NBA player. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Great defender. Apparently. Great defender. 6'6", six, six, long. Um, you know, his coach says, hey, lock up Chaz. Don't let him score a 1,000. He locks me up all game. I score one point. I cry after the game. <laughs> and then the next, the next game, you, you the next game I score. What? You were in third grade? No. No. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was really upset because I thought I was going to score that. But the next game, I had 30 points and uh, but yeah, man, I, I I won't ever forget about that. That night you got clamped. Yes, he clamped me <laughs> up. Funny. He blocked every single shot of mine. Well, the story is aged well given the competition, which is nice. Uh, but uh, but uh, talking about uh, your, your career growing up and in uh, sports and uh, specifically uh, in college, it went to a small school, yeah. uh, a late pick. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact best in your league, you guys made a run at the national championship. Yep. Uh, you know, when, when you when you have to uh, to have a, ch a chip on your shoulder like that and, yeah. and go out there and, and, and battle each and every day, uh, I imagine you might have some some advice for some young kids, whether they're in high school or, yeah. or college. Things aren't going their way this week. What's your message to those yeah, guys? Yeah, I, I mean, it just it you know it doesn't matter you know what round you're drafted or or you know how big you are. Um, you know, it's kind of if you have a big heart and you, and you work hard, um, you know, you can achieve whatever. You know, you don't want to quit. Um, and, you know, playing at a small school like myself and myself getting drafted in the 21st round, being a senior sign, you know, I basically came, to, came into pro ball kind of, you know, having a low percentage chance of making it to the big leagues. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. It's not, e it's not easy. No, no. It's, I mean. It's, it's not easy. And, and I was kind of just an athlete. I had an unorthodox swing, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't have – I was, you know, just average at a couple things. But, you know, I worked on my tools. You know, you're a younger kid. You want to kind of be – be an athlete and be able to uh, have you know each each and every tool as a baseball player. Yeah, I think you hit on the biggest one as well, heart. Yeah, it's an interesting approach. Your approach at the plate, yeah. you go the other way so well, especially as a right-handed hitter. But it's not just slapping the ball the other way. You yeah. can drive it the other direction. Has that always been there? Yeah, it's always been there. I that's mean, been your approach. That's been my approach in college. We were always kind of just you know fastball or half every all the time in batting practice, fastball or half, fastball or half. So just drilling the right center gap, um, you know, was was kind of my go-to things and uh, closed off a little bit as I got in the big leagues and kind of learned how to hit the ball in the air. Obviously got stronger. Um, and, yeah, I've always just kind of been able to hit the ball to right field. But obviously, you know, when you get to the big leagues, you need to be able to spread the ball around the whole field. So I need to, I need to work on the, pulling the ball, hitting the ball to the left side. But Just but get yeah. them out of there every once in a while? Exactly. Yep. Hit the Crawford box here and there. When you see how big league guys pitch you and then begin to pitch you differently, yeah. uh, from a tactical standpoint, how, how do you go about a, a addressing that, but also staying within your game and what you do yeah, well? No, that's that's tough. That's I mean, it almost you know you get to the big leagues and and that's what I noticed from my rookie year to uh, my second year. My rookie year, I was getting fed fastballs and I was able to just drive at the uh, the right center gap. Um, but the second. Uh, second uh, year, it was kind of, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't get as many fastballs. I was getting more sliders blown away that looked like a fastball blown away, and then it would go away. And, and, How um, do you do it? It, it? it was, yeah, no, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> and it makes, you, it makes you, how they pitch to you, it makes you want to lose your strength. It makes you want to get out of your strength. But, I mean, the key is to stick, stick to it and kind of take some good pitches. Dusty Baker talks about that all the time, is you got, you got to make adjustments. Yeah. I mean, they're always going to come for you, and they'll, yeah. they'll figure out your weakness they will. at some point. But, man, you, you've done a great job. And, and yeah. we can't thank you enough for stopping by, man. This is so fun to kind of bask in the glory of what you guys were able to do last year. He's been... Uh, from our end. So thanks for everything. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you guys yeah. are ripping it and, yeah, yeah. and continue best of luck. Can we yeah. get a Chaz Thank Chomp? Chaz Chomp. Chaz Chomp. Chaz Chomp. Chaz Chomp. Yes. Yeah. We're at Duffy Sports Grill, awesome. West Palm Beach. That's Chaz that. McCormick. That cool. That's one cool. of the best catches you'll ever see. Cool. Uh, we'll be back with more of Astroline right after. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. 
There's nothing better than Astros Spring Ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. The Astros Championship Trophy Tour presented by Wood Forest National Bank is here. Relive the magic of the Astros 2022 World Series run as the Commissioner's Trophy makes its way to over 100 stops in Texas. Visit astros.com slash trophy to see where the trophy is headed next. See your 2022 World Champions in action all year long and become an Astros season ticket holder. Catch all the action and enjoy exclusive benefits by visiting astros.com slash season tickets today. David Hensley will stand in for the Astros. Grew up idolizing Manny Machado and Chris Bryant. Sounds like a San Diego kid. <laughs> exactly. Played at San Diego State. 26-round pick of the Astros back in 2018. 3-2. And that's line to right field. Hit pretty well toward the corner. Long run for Hayes. And it is off the base of the wall. Hensley is racing for second. The throw in by Hayes not nearly in time. Hensley ahead first slide into second with his first big league hit. A double. Congratulations, David Hensley. First major league hit. Welcome to the club. Great swing on a 3-2 fastball away. He is very good at going the other way, cutting down and shortening up that swing. 1-2. And Hensley drives this pretty deep to right. It sends back McCarthy, and he will watch that one go. Opposite field home run for David Hensley. Hensley's first big league homer. Big smile for Hensley around the third base bag. He'll never forget that one. And it's a full count. It's pretty tough laying off these pitches in your first World Series at bat, especially when you consider he hasn't had a lot of at-bats in the last three weeks. Gurriel will be going with the pitch. The kick in the 3-2. Hit sharply up the middle and in the center, a base hit for Hensley. Gurriel goes to third, and David Hensley with a base hit in his first career World Series at bat. Boy, what a swing. Hensley's keeping his hands back on a changeup on a 3-2 count and ripping it. And welcome back to Asherline, and you might have guessed David Hensley is our guest. You better have all three of those baseballs. You got them all? I think so, yeah. They got me a bunch. <laughs> he looked at me and said, baseball's easy. <laughs> he was listening. It sounds easy when you hear uh, or watch it on TV, but, man, a lot of work and a lot of sweat's gone into what you were able to accomplish last year, hasn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, been playing this game for a long time, many, many years of practice, many days. And it's been awesome to achieve everything. Well, and I know you saw it firsthand immediately, you know, in, in the celebration after the last out of the World Series, get to do that at home at Minute Maid Park. And then you have the parade where there's like five million people <laughs> out there watching you guys. And then, then you come to spring training. Uh, the ballpark is, is packed. It looks great. And then you come in here to, to Duffy's uh, Sports Grill. Yeah. And this place is packed. Everybody's wearing orange. Yeah. I mean, you've got to love... Uh, the energy right now surrounding the Houston Astros. Yeah, we got the best fans in the world. We can't ask for nothing else, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. I love the way you've taken advantage. Ever since you guys won the World Series, you had the parade, and you've been there, man. You stayed in Houston. You wanted to work out and, and figure out a way to get better, uh, but you were able to do a lot of things, go to some events, uh, some of the big things uh, going on around the Astros. So you've been right in the middle of what the Astros have been able to experience this offseason, haven't you? Yeah, I mean... The city of Houston is awesome. And to be able to come up and celebrate a championship with the team and yep. ultimately get to move my life out and reside in Houston now, it's, it's awesome. Can't ask for a better city to be a part of. Well, and, and uh, your first taste in the big leagues, uh, 10 for 29, four extra base hits, five RBIs, and, and 16 uh, ball games. You made your debut in, in late August. Uh, can you tell us about how you found out you were going to the big leagues and, and just kind of that whole two-day, day, 24-hour, you know, experience. I realize 24 hours in a day as Sparky yeah. looks at me. But what that was like when you found out and, and kind of your reaction to the whole thing? I mean, to say the least, that was incredible. Um, I was having a good year in AAA. I, uh, I got called up to play in the Major League Spring Training that, that spring. And uh, they, my uh, Dusty and James Click let me know at the end of spring um, they saw something and that I might be able to get a chance that year. And so... I took, uh, took every day serious and went in there and played my game, man, and ultimately had a good year, and then months and months went on, and finally I got a call one morning. It was a, I think it was a Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> I was asleep, actually. I, uh, Shocker there. I was, <laughs> I was asleep, and my phone rang, and uh, it was my manager, Mickey Story, in Trivole, and He's always prank calling, though, right? <laughs> Especially in the morning. We'll say something like that, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he called me, and I answered it, and he was like, you're late. 
I was I was so confused. I was so hurt. I didn't know what was going on. I was thought like, you missed a practice. I thought, I thought I missed a flight. He was like, you got to get to the airport, man. You're late. And I'm half awake. I'm looking at him, looking at myself in the mirror like, what the heck is this man talking about? And uh, we went through a little bit, and he finally went to the – I had some conversations with him throughout the year and talked to him about getting the opportunity to play in the big leagues. And he uh, – he slowed down for a second. He let me know. He said, you remember what we've been talking about? And that, it clicked for me right then. He said, wow. you got to get on a plane and head out to Atlanta and go meet the what, big What was team. the feel like? Could you feel your legs at all? Man, I, mean, I uh, what did you do? What was your reaction? I hung up the phone on him. I said, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> I hung up the phone, went and ran to my roommate, Joe Records, started celebrating with him a little bit and made a couple phone calls to family yeah. and then. Had to rush and get on a plane and fly out to Atlanta. That's so cool. Let's go back to this time last year because we were watching you on the backfields. Dusty Baker, Gary yeah. Pettis, myself, Bagwell, yeah. and some of these guys. And we're watching you uh, kind of dominate. You're hitting balls into right center field gap. You're hitting triples. Uh, and I remember having a quick conversation with Dusty. Yeah. And he said, that guy can play. <laughs> you know, and he wanted to see you move around because people were talking about there's a six foot six guy playing second base and doing some weird stuff, and we're just going, no way he can play second base, but you can play second base. Yeah, man. <laughs> You've been I mean, doing that your whole life, haven't you? My whole, my whole entire life. I've been moving around the diamond my whole life. Uh, throughout college, I got to college as a, it's like a third baseman, shortstop, and my coach realized early, he said, you're allowed to play. You could play first, you could play outfield, and so I ended up playing outfield my first year. I uh, walked on at San Diego State, and they had a couple guys in the infield. Ty France, for example, plays for the Mariners. We had, a, we had an all-American shortstop. His name was Danny. Uh, guys were older, and they had their, their spot solidified. And so I moved to the outfield my first year. I actually played three years in the outfield. You played left field your freshman year. Left field. Center field your sophomore year. Yep. Right field your junior year. Yep. And then somebody gets hurt, and they put you at shortstop exactly. your senior year. Exactly, yep. And that's right. the reason you got drafted, right? The Astros saw me playing shortstop, and they gave me a chance, man. Senior year, it's pretty amazing. Can't thank them. Happens enough. for a reason, though, doesn't it? It does. It does for yeah. sure. Walk on to World Series champion. It's got a pretty good ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. I was I was talking to Chaz about you know when, when you when you guys get the lineup in the morning or you know that the night before uh, or in the morning, and I know that there, there has to be not, not nerves but just excitement about am I going to play today? Yeah. But for you, it's am I going to play today? And what position am I playing? <laughs> and is that any any extra uh, adversity? Any extra nerves that come with just the anticipation? Of not knowing where you're going to be that, that particular evening? I wouldn't say so. I mean, obviously, you, you want to play. And so being Wherever, a young guy, right? when you yeah. get an opportunity to play, it's exciting. But uh, like we were talking about earlier, I've, I've played multiple positions for a long time. And so it doesn't matter. I, if I see myself at one position, I know I get to play. And so I'm, I'm happy to be out there on the field. It, it seems like the Astros, in, in the, the stuff that I've watched at AA, uh, you, know, you guys don't play a single position every night, or every, every season. I mean, you're, yeah. you're bouncing around uh, game to game, not only you know, week to week. Uh, they really move you guys around and, and force you to, to see everything. Yeah, right? I think the Astros do a really good job of trying to develop their younger players. They... Uh, they don't base you in one position. They don't, they don't solidify you in one position. They give you the opportunity to prove yourself in multiple positions. And so to come in and already have experience of doing that throughout college, playing high school, younger, playing club ball, moving around and playing year round in California, you move around. There's sure. guys coming in and out all the time. And so it's something that I'm used to. And for them to, for me to be in an organization where they allow you to do that, it was, it was comfortable for me, man. I, I love moving around and trying to get better at every position. When you started game three of the World Series and, and got that hit in your first at bat, you said later that you weren't nervous. You felt pretty calm in, in that situation because you were prepared. Yeah. And you said when you're prepared, that takes away a lot of that anxiety, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, somebody told me once when I was younger that. You remember who that was? I do not. Okay. I do not. All right. It's great, though. I've heard you say this before. Go ahead. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. The five Ps. I like that. I like that. Somebody told me that, and it really stuck with me. And so, I mean, if you're prepared, what's what's there to be nervous about? If you know you can do it, what's there to be nervous about? I asked Dusty Baker about you this morning. Yeah. And I I asked him what he likes best about you. He said, number one, he likes the way you think, and he likes the way you prepare. Yeah. And that's a pretty good compliment for a guy. And he said, you, you, you know your role, mm-hmm. 
and those two traits are, are very good. And that's, that's good to hear from your manager, huh? Yeah, of course. Me and Dusty have, uh, I didn't know Dusty until last spring. Yep. So we've kind of hit it off, and me and him have ultimately grown closer to each other. And we, we talk here and there, and I think when we walk past each other, we kind of get the idea that we both know what we're thinking. Cool. So to be able to have that relationship with someone who's a legend in the game and yep. ultimately in charge of the team, then I'm happy to be here. Well, you, you've obviously worked with a lot of different coaches, a lot of different managers, and, and Dusty, uh, Dusty Baker's a, certainly a, a surefire future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, what's it like to, to work under, under Dusty? And, and uh, what is, if, if there's something that stands out to you about you, what you would really appreciate as a player that you get from a manager, what is that from Dusty Baker? I mean, Dusty's the man. Dusty, uh, he'll look you in your eyes and he'll give it to you straight. And, and, that, he and, does that, it. and that's, that's a pretty big commodity. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, as a young guy, especially coming up and being a late draft pick, not being a high prospect coming up, the people in the org, they didn't really have an idea of who I was. And so when he saw what I had to give and saw what I came up and was able to do and looked me in my eyes and talked to me as a man, man to man, and you can't ask for much more. It's it's a it's an intimidating position to be in, for sure, coming up and helping out in the postseason with the world contending team world right. champion team it's it's intimidating for sure with guys like Chaz was talking about like Bregman Berlander Altuve all these guys who are solidified as greats in the game it's 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 very intimidating as a young guy to come up and to know that the person who's in charge ultimately believes in you and will look at you and understand that you're here for a reason and you you appreciate the moment yeah it's awesome well, it's a, it's a big moment, and it's something that you strive for your entire life and, you know, grinding out in the minor leagues. And you mentioned your, your, your last year, uh, Pacific Coast League All-Star. In uh, and, and 21, you were the, the Hooks uh, you know, Player of the Year. Uh, and and uh, just give, a, give folks an idea of what that grind is like in the minor leagues. I know the, the ballparks now are nice, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, Corpus Christi, Sugar Land, great towns, and people are great. But it's, it's a lot of work doing what you guys do. I travel with you guys yeah. on, on the double-A circuit, and I don't know how you do it. I, I just, just give the long bus rides. A lot and, of long days. And the, the long days that start at 9 a.m. And, and don't end until 11 p.m. Yep, lack uh, of sleep. It's just, yeah. it's wild. And if you wouldn't mind, just kind of put that in perspective of, of the gauntlet that you guys go through to get here to the big leagues. If you can, that's a really It's a, it's a hard thing to do. Question. I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of long days. There's a lot of time. I mean... Anybody who's played baseball understands that baseball's not going to get over in an hour or two. It's going to be a whole day thing. And so when we're traveling, when we're ultimately playing in the minor leagues and busing from state to state. 14-hour bus rides. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's taxing on the body. It's taxing on the mind. It's, uh, it's stressful, man, I, for sure. I would, I would think, obviously, physically, but mentally as well, because you, know, you may not have had a great night at AA that night. Yeah. You got this long bus ride, then you look on the TV and you look at some of the big league guys making some big plays. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm so far away from that. But you're, you're really not. So far, but you yet know? you're so close. And yeah. it took me a long time to understand that. It took, me a, it took me a couple years in the minors to understand that it's not that big of a jump. It's, it's about the mental part of it. And to be able to sit back and look at what you have in front of you, it's... It's crazy how, how many minor leaguers are sitting there and they're so close. They're so, so close. But it just takes that extra little focus, that extra, extra mental little adjustment that can change their game for sure. And, and to build upon that, now, now you've gotten some time, uh, specifically coming back you know, in August into the clubhouse, seeing how the guys work, uh, the superstars and how much they <laughs> grind at just that minuscule thing, just, just yeah. to get them to that next level. And they just work so hard on maybe the most minute thing. And you're like, wow, I can't believe Jose Altuve is spending three hours on this. Yeah. I know I'm simplifying it, but, uh, yeah, yeah, but of course. I mean, I, I kind of see it even from the view from the press box. Yeah, I mean, the difference, I think, between minor leaguers and major leaguers is understanding your role on the baseball team and understanding what you do best as a baseball player. Um, when, I, when I started to make jumps and got up to double-A, triple-A, you start to see guys who really understand their craft. And then you get to the big leagues and you start to see guys who really, really understand their craft and know that the reason that they're there is because they're good at certain things. And so they sit there and put time into doing what they're good at and ultimately solidify themselves as that type of player. And then when you have an organization like the Houston Astros, 
you take nine players that can do certain things and you put them together and then you have an ultimate, you have a world championship team. It's, uh, it's crazy what we're doing here in Houston. And to be honest, it makes you comfortable as a player to know that what you do is enough. What and appreciate it. Appreciate it, exactly. Yeah. What you do is something that the team needs and that you don't have to worry about doing more. A lot of guys get in trouble when they try to do more, yeah. when they try to press, when they try to impress people, when they try to do stuff like that. And to know what you have to do and you just have to solidify yourself and get better and better at what you do, it makes the game a lot easier. It's less complicated. Yeah. So I think for a long time, a lot of minor leaguers in particular, and it becomes a mental thing, but they try to do things differently. But like if you can improve your swing and, and make sure that that swing uh, you can rely on that swing yeah. and, and just make contact with the ball in a different yeah. spot, Yeah, then you can be consistent, right? Consistency is huge, man. Offensively, defensively. When you have guys that are trying to sit there and try to do more, like we were talking uh -huh. about, you start to see guys that juggle with uh, success. They, uh, they jump and they have good success, and then they try to repeat it and instead of just sitting there and doing what they know they can do. I mean... All of us, all of us get a chance to play pro ball. I mean, not all of us, but the guys who do, we get a chance to play pro ball because of a reason. They're right. they're good at something, and so if trust guys can figure stuff. out what they're doing and yeah. trust their stuff, like you're saying, yeah, it's going to help you excel towards the top for sure. Fast forwarding to to, to now, here we are, uh, spring training, and you're having a good spring, uh, playing all over the diamond, playing a little bit left field, yeah. a couple of home runs, had at two hits today. How are you feeling? And and uh, you know, what's your swing looking like right now? I'm feeling good, man. I spent a lot of time this offseason working hard. I, uh, like what we were talking season, about, David? I moved. You didn't have an offseason. <laughs> you guys play till Christmas every year. Pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> I, uh, I, had a, I had to move to Houston and to play for the end of the year, and I decided to stay there and got the resources of working out with our strength coach, Taylor Rhodes, and got the resources of working out with some of the guys at the stadium with our coaches and ultimately spent four or five days a week there working on our craft and we had a good off season came in feeling stronger feeling more locked in at the plate taking reps in the off season and when you get here and everything starts to click you start to feel good and i'm feeling pretty good right now one of the guys you've been working out with this off season you met in quad cities a few years ago yeah a kid out of university of maine yeah Little lanky, a little smaller, yeah. but a freak, right? He was a yeah, freak he then. He's Jer such a crazy athlete. Tell us about Jeremy Pena. Jeremy's the man. I, uh, I've had the opportunity to play with Jeremy for a couple of seasons. We, uh, like you said, we met. <laughs> he's not he's little. He's not little. No, no, no. Not he's little now. <laughs> he, uh, I saw him back in Quad Cities, and we, uh, we played together again in high in Fayetteville. And I knew back then that Jeremy was a different breed. He... Uh, he was playing shortstop. I was playing a lot of third base back then. And so me and him had a good chemistry. And just seeing the way that he went about his business, you, yep. kn you knew that he... Uh, he kind of pushed you, didn't he? He did, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you, when you have somebody like that next to you and you see it, it's, uh, it's inspiring, man. And being a hard worker myself and seeing somebody like that every day, you want to you wanna compete with the best. And Coming up, playing with Jeremy, it's, it's been awesome, and it's great to see all the success that he's had. Well, from a walk-on at San Diego State and getting a shot in the big leagues this year and, and kind of vibing with your manager, I, I, <laughs> I think you got a really bright future. Uh, it, it's been That's a lot a of fun. Vibe. I love guys like you that come in and make an impact and uh, enjoy it. So uh, it's been a ride, I, hope you, I hope you have a whole lot more fun. Thank you, sir. That's David Hensley. Uh, this is Astroline, David Hensley. Yes. You're going to be seeing a lot more of David Hensley, and not just in one position. He's going to be at first base, second base, shortstop, third. Put him in the left booth. center and right field. Let's and he's going to take Michael Coffin's place. <laughs> Off days in the booth. We're at Duffy Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach. More of Astroline right after this. Single game tickets for the first half of the 2023 season are on sale now. See some of the biggest matchups, including games with the White Sox, Phillies, Cubs, and Mets. Find your tickets now at astros.com slash tickets. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros. The Palm Beaches. 
Gear up for 2023 at the Astros team stores. Shop the latest hats, shirts, jerseys, and commemorative items, including world champions gear, today. Visit astros.com slash team store for store hours and information. Welcome back to Astro Line. We're at Duffy Sports Grill downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis Street. What a show. World Series studs. Michael Coffin alongside Steve Sparks here. What was your impression? You know, you talked to Chaz McCormick and David Hensley. You've known them for a few years now. What's your, what's your biggest just, impression? I mean, obviously, I admire what they do on the, the baseball field, but just super thoughtful guys. They communicate very well, and it's a, a pleasure to talk to them. A couple of guys that feel like, you know, they feel like they appreciate where they are right now. And how can you not? Of course, you know, World Series champions. And uh, I think to, to David, uh, just last year around this time when, when he was grinding away on the backfields uh, uh, before the lockout was settled, you know, and Dusty Baker and Gary Pettis, a couple of coaches for the Astros, were back there, and he made an impression. You never know, do you? There's somebody always watching, for Isn't sure. crazy? Yeah. Well, it's been fun. I mean, this is the third of four installments of Astroline here during spring training. The Astros are playing good baseball. Uh, knock on wood, uh, most guys are, are healthy and, and raring to go. We've got the World Baseball Classic going on right now. That's and and there are a couple of the TVs on in here. And we see Altuve in the corner of our eye for Team Venezuela. And we see Jeremy Pena with the Dominican Republic. And there's so many guys sprinkled around, 14 in all, out of the Astros clubhouse for a couple of weeks and they're well represented and you see a lot of Astros jerseys in those seats too don't you it's it's great baseball it's fun to watch well Michael you and I are going to be able to do the games for the next four days here in spring training Uh, these games are fantastic always enjoy doing those games with you and thank you for helping out with this show of course we want to thank Matt Boltz our our engineer our producer engineer for all that special thanks to the Astros team store for uh, providing the World Series hats and t-shirts for a lot of the fans here, Josh C., our studio engineer, and the fans here at Duffy's. Always appreciate getting a chance to talk to you guys. Appreciate your support throughout all these years. Uh, Next show is next week right here at Duffy's Sports Grill. Same time, it's going to be Astros General Manager Dana Brown. Thanks again, and see you next week. Huddle up. Players, please. Huddle up. Huddle up. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline, the official off-season show of Astros baseball. It's time to get soaked! Time to get wet! Brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astros are world champions, and here we go! Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline on Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. Back to you! (laughs) 